0: Leader talk. Leader talk. Leader talk. Leader talk. Leader talk.
1: Leader talk. Leader talk.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Dawson. Welcome to the very first episode of Leader Talk. This show is proudly brought to you by Brainiac. Each week, we are going to be meeting with incredible leaders from across Australia and around the world to discuss all things leadership and business insights. Each person coming on this talk show has given up their valuable time for one very, very clear purpose, to give back to small and medium business owners. In this episode, my co-host and very inspiring CEO, Gus Arianto, and I are super excited to chat to Daniel Wood, Vice President of Tupperware Asia-Pacific. Over the last 10 years, Daniel has led the Australian operations of two US multinationals in the direct sales industry. In these roles, he has completed amazing business transformations, which have changed the way direct sales businesses operate in the Australian market. Welcome to the show, Daniel.
2: Hi, Natalie. How are you? Good day, How go How's Danielle, it going? so
1: excited, mate. So excited. Thank you for coming for the first one. Thank you.
2: No problem. And congratulations to you both for getting this off off the ground. I think it's a great achievement and I'm sure everybody's looking forward to some great chats. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you, Daniel. Look, before we get into the juicy questions, I have two fun ones to ask you. Curious to know, as a child, what did you want to be when you grow up?
2: Everyone who knows me well knows the answer to this question because I have tortured them with card tricks for the, for, for the best part of my life. So, without doubt, very easy answer, childhood ambition, and I guess still adult ambition to some degree was to be a magician. I uh, always loved magic. Wow. I wow. still love doing it, and, I, and yeah, I learned a lot from it. <laughs> you have to look off David Copperfield. I
1: love
0: it.
2: <laughs> Not quite every cover field. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day.
0: What about you, Gus? Curious to know, what did you want to uh, be um, well, when you grow uh, up? Well, you
1: know what? Uh, the whole team at Tealight will know this. Uh, when I grow up, uh, I want to be a noodle chef, even until today. Uh, I just have that passion about <laughs> noodles. You know, I can eat them every day. Uh, and I, you know, uh, I want to be a noodle chef when I grew up. Mm.
0: Oh, fantastic! Well, going on from that one, then, Daniel. Um, what was your actual first job?
2: Ah, oh, my first job when I left uh, left school, and I in in the UK back then they had a program called YTS Youth Training Scheme, and my first job was in the quality department of a bed factory. I worked there oh, for four yeah. years. Um, did a draftsman apprenticeship um spent a lot of time we had really novel machines that bounced on the end of beds and uh, all that kind of weird stuff um and at the end of four years when I finished my apprenticeship I only knew one thing for certain and that was that I didn't want to spend another four years in a bed factory <laughs> but then I went into sales very shortly after that oh wonderful
0: um, what I about you Michael? guys What was your? so my first job,
1: job, uh, I worked in the small Chinese restaurant as a kitchen hand, uh, washing one plate at a time. There's thousands of plates that I need to wash, uh, but that's my first job: kitchen hand, cleaning dishes.
0: No, fantastic. Um, Well, thanks for that. Let's launch straight into the leadership. Um, You know, Daniel, we've heard you, you are an amazing leader. And curious to know what are the most important values um, that you demonstrate as a leader?
2: Look, I think, you know, I, I think one of the key things, one of the th- things that I try to do and try to, to you know, um, think about in my work day to day and with the people that I'm working with is really trying to help them achieve. I think... I think you know there's a there's a thing in direct sales or or where i see most of the successful people in direct sales and obviously you have to build a business in direct sales the the good people are the people who focus on you know the goals and the success of their people right and it, and i know it may sound a little bit cliched but but i think you know you have it comes down to this right no one's going to really join you to so that you can have a great career right no one's going to follow you so that you can be amazing right i I think it's i think it's really important for leaders to be focused on or or what makes a good leader and what makes a successful leader is people who are focused on the success of their team you know and uh, and if if you make it you make your team successful well by default you're a successful leader and then so i think that that's
1: Really important point. And then you know, go ahead, go. You, you you raise a very very uh, important uh, note in there. You know, it's all about the people. Uh, I am representing the small and medium business, and you know, as a leader of an organization, it could be mom and dad that owning a small cafe. It could be someone that owning a printing business with five people. Throughout COVID, the leaders, the owner find their own challenges you know everyone want to empower their people i i I always believe that no one wake up with a bad intent no one the reality though we carry challenges and you uh, experienced in not only one countries you managing multiple countries uh, from asia to australia you managing businesses, small and big, and and in your business model, you actually have a lot of agents that consider can be small or big. Uh, How do you, from your view, how should we continue empowering our people and focus on people when we ourselves, currently especially in challenge uh, of our own business? Look,
2: I, I think, Gus, it's it's possibly you know possibly the most difficult part of being a leader right you know and, and I think a lot of leaders have been tested over recent times with the pandemic you know the fact is that you're dealing with a lot of crises a lot of uh, adversity a lot of problems and and that's at the forefront of your mind you know your business you know we have Businesses. Some businesses are going well. Some have benefited from COVID. Some, some haven't. You know, I, I think, I think from a leader's point of view, you know, my my particular approach is this. Most of you people, right? We have to, we have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You know, we work by and large with people who are, are bright and hardworking, and they understand stuff. So if the, if there's problems, they get it. You know, like trying to gloss over it and saying everything's going to be fine, and you know, you know, trying to trying to create a, a a you know an atmosphere that that's not true is probably pointless. So, so I would say that my personal view on it is to be is to be, you know, real and and honest with with your people about the current situation, but at the same time, I think you have to be very optimistic about the future. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the problems with COVID. Um, you know, it, it's in any difficult situation, in any you know business situation that's really tough. I think we have to look at it as an opportunity as well. Yeah. It's it's you know you have to do things right. It's kind of you can dust off the plans that you've been needing to do for the last three or four years, and 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 you know just because of the problems that you're currently facing, it forces you to do. It forces you to do something else. And I, and I think that that's, that's the approach that I would take. Yes, it's bad. You know, we should be real with people. You know, give them, uh, give them the respect that they deserve. But at the same time, look at what this problem has and how we can, or, or, you know, what this problem is causing and, uh, and use it. You know, it sharpens your focus. Problems, difficult times force you to do difficult things. So look for the opportunity, look at the future. And if you know you're having a problematic time, you know, walk through the issues step by step, do the do the right things, and then when the business climate changes, you're gonna get a better result. You know, there's I've never seen you know I've never seen failure come because people have done the right things. So, you know, I, I think in, in problematic times just really ramp up the pace of change. Do the stuff that you've been meaning to do. You've got good reason to do it, and uh, And when when the environment changes, or even before, you know, you start to get some benefit from
1: it. You know, it's funny. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It's funny, Nat. You remember last night when we laugh and we try to set this, uh, you know, this system, and I and we we, we yeah, yes, we only like less than eight hours ago, and I said to Natalie and I talk about this. Um, you know, there's one thing about leadership, but there's one thing about remain calm throughout the storm. And then I know you for quite some time and, and the demeanor that you bring, even even right now, you know, uh, I'm sure with your multinationals, uh, businesses across different countries, different time, you will have your own challenges. But, you know, you always remain calm. So what's, what's your message to us, all of us? The owner of small and medium businesses uh, understanding your first couple of message about leadership and and taking you know empowering as your main key, but delivering it in calmness like calm required uh, required another topic to talk about. But how how do you build yourself like this to be able to remain calm like this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, you know,
2: I, I'm. I freak out like the best of people, you know, I, I, I think it, I think it's too, my answer is twofold. First of all, I think it's, I think it's important to be human, right. You know, and, and, you know, we're dealing with stressful situations, you know, dealt with a lot of stressful situations with, you know, people who are not making money and business not going well. And, you know, and, I think that that's okay. You know, we're, we're normal and it's okay to be, to be worried about it and it's okay for people to see a bit of it. You know, I, I, think, I think that that's, you know, people in leadership positions, business owners, you know, everyone, everyone who's doing something is a leader of something, yes, right? Yes, And I think it's okay to show a little bit of reality. Um, I think at the same time, at the same time, I think a lot of freaking out and just you know obviously we all know that that that's not good um you know i have been fortunate enough to work with a great team who uh, who put up with me um you know freaking out in front of them and they you know they helped me get you know help guide me through it so I, so I think you know look for for the for what I would say is for you know for the wider group, it's okay for people to see to see you you're you being human every now and again, you know, yes, like, you know, not dealing with your problems particularly well, you know, but, but to prevent, to prevent you from being in that cycle constantly, I think it's important that you have a good sounding board, yes. you know, for me, you know, obviously it's my family first and foremost, but the, the leadership team that I've had the pleasure to work with in, in Australia were were really really great for me to sound off on, and I, and I think, you know, we all got through it together. You know, that's it, and 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 I guess to some degree we were able to limit our wider frustrations by having one another to uh, to share the stuff with. Wow,
1: fantastic! And you know what, Nat, I wanna I, I wanna ask you. You are a, a a business owner. You have a team that working with you, and in the last four weeks. We've been working on the side at night, every night, you know, <laughs> after nine o'clock because otherwise the babies, you have a small kids and, and, um, and, you know, unless they're sleeping, we can't do on this. I never see you not demonstrating the best of you of dealing with me in particular. Uh, but, uh, you know, what's your view around, uh, around, uh, managing calmness towards challenges you are in lockdown and, You know, uh, you are the representation of small and medium businesses across the country, across the world. And you always show up. Uh, I say to you this morning, you know, oh, Natalie, you show up. Right? The the way you show up. Share your view on this. You know, the importance of that. Look,
0: um, Garcia, thanks. Look. Everyone is human. I agree with what Daniel said there. You know, it is we all have our challenges. And um I've had my fair share of challenges. But I believe in this um concept that we've kind of we talk about at um at Elite words which is riding the wave. You know, we're all forced we 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 face these challenges and we choose. We choose whether we're going to sink, whether we're going to ride the wave, whether we're just going to, you know, float in the middle. Um, I believe as a leader, it's important that we bring this positivity to our workplace. I know we uh, at Elite Words each we meet regularly. We have these chats. I try to remain as positive as possible, and I know when I speak to the team, they say it's infectious. You know, so if we if we kind of focus on this on this positive side, and if we choose to to ride this wave, because we're all riding the wave, and every time I see a challenge that's coming to me, and I go whether it's deadlines, whether we get a call at 5 o'clock that says we actually need this done, you know, we need this 100-page document reviewed and it's due tomorrow morning at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. We choose whether we sink, (laughs) whether we kind of go through the middle and I just say I'm just going to ride the wave, going to ride the wave and that's what I do. I kind of, I, I really live by this concept of riding the wave. So my advice to everyone is you get this challenge. COVID is a challenge. Yes, it is but think about how you're going to tackle it. And think of this wave, just give yourself a concept and just take a breath and just go, I'm just going to ride this wave through. And we're all doing it together, regardless if you're small or a medium business owner, we're all in this together and we're all riding this Good, wave.
1: Fantastic. Now then, I want to go deeper on this, right? So we talk about leadership, we talk about how to actually show up, you know, as the best of ourselves. And I love the fact that you said show up as who you are. One day you show up as the best of you and one day you can be messy, but that's okay because we're not talking about being a Superman, right? So I think that's important for all of us that are running a business, a uh, small, medium, large, uh, private, or uh, public. Uh, we are all human. Now, let's talk about vision. Every business have a vision, whether, once again, I'm just using cafe uh, as a, as a, as an example, especially now during COVID, where a lot of hospitality getting a lot of challenge. You know, uh, at the start, you know, I have I have a, a real example where my friend opened a cafe before COVID, just one month before COVID, and suddenly the next two years since it start, it's just under duress. Yet the vision of actually bringing healthy food, bringing the best offering remain. Now, from leadership lens, how do you, or maybe maybe not how do you, what is your suggestion to all of us to make sure that leadership vision is not only a corporate statement or not only a business statement, sorry, I'm not talking about corporate in terms of uh, thing, uh, I'm a owner of a cafe and I have a vision to bring healthy food uh, but, but this shutdown this thing these challenges what's your message to us to continue belief in the vision and how do I sh- how should I communicate that uh, as a leader L- look uh, I
2: think I think let's be let's try and be practical I, I, I don't consider myself a, a visionary, you know lead right I, I think we need more good uh, operators in the world and, uh, and and perhaps fewer visionaries you know there, there's only so many people that can be visionaries and that you know can really change the world the rest of us uh, you know the rest of us I, I think need to be more practical I let, let, let me talk to you about you know I think I think if we look at where Tupperware is right now I, I see uh, Miguel Fernandez you know he has this you know, what I think is a really great vision because it's, you know, it's achievable. It it, it helps me uh, think about what can be done, right? And, and, and basically he talks a lot about, you know, our brand is huge. Our business is not. How do we get the business to be as big as the brand, right? So, you know, obviously the, the you know, Tupperware is really is a, as a brand, it, it kind of reflects the whole, uh, the whole vertical, right? Every food storage is Tupperware. The problem is that not enough of it is Tupperware. Um, you know, and I, and I think that that's something that really starts to spark potential of what you can do. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that, that I think, if I look at the, the things that we've done with, with Tupperware in Australia, you know, I think it's trying to get ownership of the vision You know, especially with you, you know, especially with the people that you work with closely, you know, if they have input, if they have, uh, you know, if they feel, if they feel that it's theirs as well as yours, you know, I think that they, I think that they're more invested in, in achieving it. And I think it's, you know, I think it's really, I do think it's important to have a good idea of what you want the future to be like, you know, and, and have people. Aligned and working towards that, you know, it it's not going to be putting a ding in the universe, you know, for most of us. Um, but I think it should be. I think it should be compelling. It be, should should be something that we think that we can do and that we feel strongly about. You know, o- otherwise, you know, I think I think that that's kind of pulling people towards the future, as opposed to, you know, if you don't have that you're kind of trying to push people yes. and, and you know, that's a less pleasant place for everyone to work. Yeah. Yes. So that's, you know, I, th- I think, I think, you know, being realistic, having, having something that's compelling yet achievable, um, you know, and, and, and ha- you know, allowing people the freedom to have input into it, you know, let them, let them bring, bring their ideas. You know, you need to steer people into a, uh, into um, things that that complement what, what we're trying to do in the direction that we're heading in, um, but I think if you if you have them aligned towards achieving something, then works more fun and I, and people are more motivated to uh, to go in the direction that you want them to go. Does that all makes
1: sense. Oh.
0: Yeah, it does. Gus, can I, can I actually ask you the yeah. same question? Um, so I'm a small business owner. I have this vision, mission and values, same as the question you asked Daniel, how do I actually sell this to my employees? What would be your advice? So I've got this, it's great, but I need them to buy it. I need them to live this. What would be your advice okay, so, to them?
1: So let me just switch a little bit because you asked me, so obviously uh, I need to represent the process that happened in my organization, which is Peer Light. Uh, uh, we just recently amend our vision. You know, we are a, uh, Lighting company and uh, and we work throughout three countries throughout all our employees and I I, I share with uh, with you why I want to stress this because it's actually very aligned with Daniel a vision uh, unless you are a visionary of few people in the world that can change the world for an organization a vision is something that can we look forward but we will never get there that's what I believe it's the infinite Mm -hmm. mindset stuff and if you want to create the infinite mindset for your business and I'm talking about big business any business even a house a family have a vision you need to get involvement and what we did we involve everyone before we try to sell so my message will be uh, in the ideal world and I want to stress why I put the word in the ideal world because uh, all of us that own small and medium business throughout the challenges the word ideal is almost probably non-existent and i i apologize for that but in the Mm -hmm. ideal try your hardest to involve in the process of the making of the vision in our in our business our vision is come from the people right it's come from the people Mm -hmm. and if now exactly like what you said to me last week you even involve your son under 10 years old to be part of your business just so they understand mm-hmm. what mom done now for me that's just like boom like the world is hitting me, punching me right in the eye. How can a business asking the children you are a business to understand what you're doing and to get to get the involvement to the extent you Involve their writing for your blog post, less than ten years old, and that's how a business should apply a vision, an ability to involve, collaborate, and making it us instead of me, the mascot. I always believe we on the top is a mascot. We can, we we need the people and. I really agree with Daniel. Daniel, a vision without action is false and action don't come from the CEO. I mean, CEO do work. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I have a owner, uh, the owner of I do work, but the people. So I hope I answered that, uh, that question. uh, Yeah, no, that's Uh,
0: great. uh, Sorry.
1: To take over. I have one last question on leadership before we move to the strategy and the execution of business through the lens of uh, of of you. Then trust, trust. Everyone talk about trust. Share with me your simple. Yeah. Everyone talk about trust. Even I said to you, then I trust you for this first episode, Mike. Right. I. (laughs) But trust me, I know that you're practicing on me, Gus. Yes, I'm practicing it. on you. So, you know, so thank you for that. And um, <laughs> I I, yeah, I, cannot say enough thank you, but Natalie as well. Share with me we are what grateful, is the thank importance you. of trust in any organization, small, medium, big. And what? how do you describe it? Look, I think it's like very similar
2: to reputation and probably has a lot to do with it. You know, very, very, I, probably is built over time and lost very quickly. Um, you know, I, I mean, to me, you know, it, it's hard and it's subjective. It's, you know, different for, it's different for the, for, for you and the people that you deal with. You know, I, I think, you know, for me, fairly straight shooter if something's if something's written something's agreed something's said you should try and follow through on it Um, if you can't follow through on it then you know that's another conversation that needs to be had Um, you know fairly simple you know it's such an important topic Um, you know and it's I think it's so important in business you know it's yeah you know I, I, I like I say I, I think you know you have to you have to if you do something you say something you put something out there you've got to you've got to follow through on it um, you know when you can't you need to uh, you need to have a conversation and explain to people why you can't um, otherwise I you know otherwise I think you pay the price and I, and I think it's it's one of the it's one of the most costly um, mistakes that people make. You know, a think, you know, you just need to be transparent, clear and, and follow through. <laughs> what more can wow, I say? And, and if you don't, fantastic. if you don't, you'll pay the price. You know, it's, uh, it's, I think
1: it's that important. Fantastic. And I think trust is not something that is only come in, in a size, you know, it's funny. I keep, uh, I keep saying small, medium, large, small business is a business, family is a family, family is connected to business, business connected to family, every leaders have a family, things like that. And the topic of trust is really important. Uh, if I, Nat, if you don't mind, I'm sharing because there's some, one learning that I got uh, through PeerLight, my coach, my coach, and she she's actually coming in the future. Graciela actually coming. And she said to me once, because I always, you know, you can go to F. A lot of people say this, trust has to be earned. Trust have to be earned. And, and I, you know, I also use that statement because that's what i born with. Well, trust has to be earned. Until my personal business coach, my personal coach said to me, guys, this is the difference. Your grandpa, 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 100 years ago and more than 100 years ago have a lot of time to trust people. Because the speed of changes is not like this. Now, if you want to wait 50 years before I trust Daniel to come to the first episode, then it will be very difficult, right? (laughs) So trust has to be given. Every business has to trust. This is my personal view and have to give trust quickly because we battling speed of change. Right and and I, I know I'm using the context and and before we move to the business side of the conversation, then uh, uh, I I'm I'm thankful that you trust me <laughs> to be my first guest and and that's how I see trust from my lens. All business owners, you might have excellent people, junior people, new people. What I learned from Daniel is take action deliver on that action deliver on promises and from my side give the trust early it's okay everyone wake up with good intent that's that's how i look I,
2: yeah look i think you know there's an Im- important point Every, everyone understands trust right because when someone's been untrustworthy towards you you know you probably realize how difficult that is to overcome yeah. Right. And, and I guess that's that's one of the things that I've tried to help to hold close. You know, I, I, I don't like it. You know, like I really I, 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 I deal with lack of trust poorly. And because of that, I don't want people not to trust me. You know, is it possible always 100 percent of the time? Probably not. But I think, you, you know, you should try. You should try to be honest, straightforward, do what you say you're going to do. You know, and if you can't, then then try and walk people through that. You know, and and if you you know, and just just use your own experience yes. with it to to try and uh, to try and understand how important it is. But to me, I really do think it's it's one of the most important concepts in business that we need to get
1: right. Good, good, good. Okay, now we're passing the thirty minutes mark. uh, Natalie and I always want to bring two sides of this conversation of Leader Talk, which is one is in every show we have, we will uncover what leadership means because both Natalie, myself, and Jared are really, really passionate about this. But I think uh, representing the businesses around the world, uh, the business side is very important. You know, the next 30 minutes, I really want to understand this. You know, Daniel, you know, it's very funny. When when I'm thinking about Tupperware... I open my drawer in the morning and colorful, colorful Tupperware product. My <laughs> wife loves Tupperware, right? Colorful, right? That's the good to hear. Bright day start with opening the drawer. And that's actually true. My lunch box is nothing but Tupperware because the color. I love color, right? And when we talk about Tupperware, obviously, we understand that, like you mentioned before, direct selling model successfully Executed around the world, but many people might not understand what is that. Uh, do you mind to share? Because I think for business point of view, uh, good to understand even the concept, little concept of what is a direct slang model and how has this model uh, helped to create the success of a global company like yours? okay um, so I mean I, th- I think it's
2: best if people just uh, think of direct sales like a channel like retail or like e-commerce the the way that we get our product to market and to consumers is through an independent um, through an independent sales force so you know it's it's we you know by and large sell to a sales force and that sales force has a you know, each one of them has a very small business, and uh and then they sell products to end consumers through their own network, and by building a bigger network, they get to sell more product. So, so that's the you know conceptually, you know, why it works, uh, uh, how it works, or what it is. Um, look, I think why why it works is for for a few reasons. Um, you know, I I, I think that. I think that the the trust within the channel, people buying from people that they know, um, you know, enables enables us to to sell product. You know, if I if it's someone who I know well, you know, and I'm buying product from them, then I'm more likely to buy it. So I think that that's an important factor. I think I think the other part is you know I mean probably what's kept me in the in the direct sales industry is You know, I, I, you know, I I said before I I started on a a YTS scheme in a bed factory in in West Yorkshire, and and you know, I've been able to do some some stuff. You know, by that standard, I'm relatively successful today. You know, and and I think that I think that direct sales unleashes you know unleashes people's potential. You know, again, I don't want to be cliched, but I think I think we give people an opportunity, and when you give people that opportunity, you know, people people develop, people do better, people start to see a different vision or a different potential for them, and and that's compelling. They go after it. So I, I think we leverage the, you know, the the inherent drive and the inherent entrepreneur um, entrepreneurial abilities of. Of people who have goals you know we give them a business opportunity um and and away they go and uh, and they do it you know so i so i think that that's that's why it's successful you know very very you know the the industry globally is significant tupperware has three million independent sellers um you know some some of them in australia last year earned more than me you know they uh they, uh, they're incredibly uh, good at what they do. And it's, uh, you know, I think that, I think that that's, that's what makes it successful. You know, it would resonate with, with a lot of, um, you know, small business owners probably that are listening in. You know, you go into business because you want to do something different and you want to do it on your terms. You want to work when you want to work and you want to get paid. You know, what you're worth and, you, and your ability is worth. You know, direct sales really facilitates that. Um, you know, so that's why, by and large, that's why it's successful.
1: And, I and think. you know, you know what? Then when I when mm-hmm. I listen to uh, you explaining this, if you know, I think small and medium business uh, will think about talent, right? So so when you own a small businesses, and and I'm not saying it in the light way. Small business, big business, the challenges are equally right. Uh, to on right. a small business probably sleep less because they have to combat with everything Natalie you are the example of it you know like uh, you know you you run your business you still have to prepare food for your family and then you still have to do it compared to me so I think it's very respectfully small business are, are having a big challenge but I think the things that I get uh, from direct sales concept is uh, empowering people to do your business uh, through the people that work on the trust level. So when we talk about, you know, the Tupperware lady, the moms, you know, the whoever it is, going to their friends, believing in the product. Now I'm connected to a small, uh, sorry, I'm just using this as an example because I don't know why it came to my mind, a small printing business that want to sell a printing business to the surrounding thinking that they have to not they sorry we um, I'm still trying to in tune here so I'm the owner of a small printing business and 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 I keep looking into the big printing business of course they're successful they have a you know excellent sales people I only have I only have my daughter <laughs> to to help me this I believe listening to you don't be scared on that because people do buy through trust through empowerment through the belief and that's beyond talent of skill set of selling because the more people trust your business the more you being creative or utilizing what you have and action it now uh, the proof is top away once again the proof is top away you know we we uh, it's it it can grow 3 million uh, independence network, small business that can thrive, and uh, you just said it's earned more than you uh, as well, uh, and and that, that's that's amazing, right? That that's really amazing. Now, um, uh, next next question around this, just to so I want to cover a few questions. Yeah, can we just can we just go
2: yep. back back to just just a quick response yep. on that? Look, I think if, if if people can learn anything from from direct sales is. You know, it, it's it's all you know. Success is incumbent on, upon you, right? You know, it, it's it's what sure. you put into it, and and I think in in direct sales, it's very, you know, it's, it's very leveling. Everyone starts the same, more or less, and you know, your you your talent and hard work take you as you know take you as far as as as, as you can go. You know, i I think I think the the successful people in direct sales are the ones that are not preparing. They're not thinking about it. They're not trying to have things perfect. You know, I think procrastination is a real barrier to growth and mm-hmm. in, in direct sales, you know, it's the ones who it's the one, you, you know, it's the ones who get out there and do it right. Experience is the, and I really firmly believe this experience is the only teacher. So the ones who, Go out there, make a mess, you know, fail and then keep coming back and doing it over and over again, they're the ones that are successful. You know, it's 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 always the case, right? If you if you if you fail and keep going, you learn something and you do better next time and that's the challenge. You know, a lot of people and you see it all the time in direct sales, are just not prepared to they're not they don't deal with rejection, they don't deal with failure well, and ultimately, they don't succeed. You know, I, I I think if it's one thing, and it's proven every time in direct sales, it's the ones that are not waiting for the perfect strategy or the perfect time or the perfect product or, you know, whatever. It's the ones that, you know, very practically look at what they've got and get out there and do it, yep. and when you do it, you get better at it and you become more successful. You know what's amazing?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, can Matt,
1: I just,
0: sorry, I was going to just add to that before we move on. This question's for both of you. If I'm a small business, I love, you've sold me direct selling. This, How would I actually, one piece of advice that you would give to a small business owner, medium business owner, on how they can actually apply this model? If there was one tip you could give them.
1: Do you want to go first? Uh, Well, I'm not the expert of this particular model, but when I hear Daniel even talk before about the model of direct selling, this is beyond direct selling. Business that not thrive. People that not actually going back up and see challenges as a learning. People that waiting until everything 100% perfect before action. Uh, And sorry, I have to bring my future uh, speaker, Max Garcia. Uh, when he told me, uh, and Max, if you're watching, I'm sorry, I'm using what you teach me. So Max is a U.S. Sergeant Mayor for U.S. Marine. And he lead the largest U.S. Marine in U.S. And he's he's now living in Australia. And he said to me, uh, and Max, once again, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I might quote this wrong. But uh, he said to me, in in the combat situation. Plan A, hardly successful. Exactly what Daniel said. Plan A, you have plan, you have vision, you have strategy. You go into the combat, uh, there is enemies going left, right, and center. And in business, it's exactly the same. So what Daniel said for me yeah. is applied. So if answering your question, what and how a yeah. business can kickstart, for me, the answer is start. If you are a business and you are in the business that required a client and you can't see the client because you are in Sydney and you are in lockdown, then improve your digital. Reach out through social media, which I will talk to Daniel because because he shared this story. And if anyone read newspaper, they they will they will see a note about how successful Papua away running and combating direct selling involved with meeting face to face. No one can meet anyone in the world and your business thrives because agile, moving. So if I own a printing business and I can't see my client, I will wake up every single day thinking, how should I capture that market through digital? That's my advice. I don't know about uh, them. I think we're really covering the uh, digi- uh, the
2: printing small business market. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I I, and then, um, by the way, sorry for if you're a printing
1: you know why, small business. I, I, I
2: don't know why it, I think it, that. I think, look, look, just let me just let me answer that um, first question. I, I, I think um, the one thing that that people can you know can take out of it from direct sales is that that with success there comes a cost, right? And that cost is hard work. It's failure. It's overcoming embarrassment. It's overcoming people Mm -hmm. thinking that you're nuts and talking you down. You know, that's that's it, right? You know, everybody who's everybody who's you know hit any meaningful success have ridden the ridden the challenges, ridden the objections, ridden the problems along the way. You know, and as hard as it is, you know, it is tough. You know, th- th- there's no no denying it. It does make you a better person, right? And it does make you it does make you someone that's more worth following. And I think that that's that's the advice that I would I would give. Go out, fail, fall on your backside, pick yourself up, keep going. You everybody's heard this all before, but it's really uh, you know it's really important. It's I think, well, I think I think you know there's only so much wisdom in the world. Right, and the way that one person says it versus the way another person says it, it's just the way that some people say it that resonates with people. Um, you know, so that's me. You know, I think success costs. You know, there's a price to pay. If you're willing to pay it, you'll be successful. I mean, there's no other alternative, right? If you fail and keep going, and fail and keep going, ultimately you have to be successful, right? It's just, it's just your, uh, it's just your ability to deal with it. Um, I'm I'm sorry, Gus. In that, I kind of lost the transition to digital. I don't know whether you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. I want because yeah. this is.
1: I remember. I read in newspaper, and many people will do. And 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 you spoke to me. You know, I remember. You know, three months, four months ago, you spoke to me. The challenges about uh, COVID and how impact business, whether it's your business, my business. You know, uh, and. And you are so passionate about how a business should navigate the challenges and see this as an opportunity working through digital advancement, online business, whatever it is, because you just don't want to stay put. You refuse to accept and just to carry on for the things you can't do. So my question will be, uh, you know, I'm a small business. When I hear digital, for some reason... It sounds expensive. It, it, it just sounds expensive until I actually know that to do this talk show is actually almost cost nothing. But uh, but it's uh, it it sounds expensive. So I'm uh, let me change. I'm not a printing business. Uh, I'm a toy business. I'm selling toys, right? I'm selling <laughs> toys. Um, I wanna I wanna have a website. I wanna I, I wanna have an advancement on digital. Uh, how do I kickstart this? when i I'm limited in budget uh, what's your advice to me to us yeah look i i think it's i
2: think it's somewhat the same as uh as my prior advice you know you just gotta get out and do it you know it's a, it's it's not a it's not a face to face um you know, I, I guess I guess you're not doing things face to face, you're doing it in a different forum or a different format. But the if your content's right and you're passionate about, you know, what you're doing, you know, it's relatively low cost. I, you know, we we, not, uh, we spoke about Nat's son before. I have a thirteen year old um, son and I, and I, he he follows this guy on YouTube. I think his name is Brody Moss, but his YouTube channel is Youngbloods. And I, and he's this guy who is out in WA somewhere, you know, maybe maybe northern northern WA is on the coast. And you know, he's he's got a drone, you know, he's got a drone and he's got a mobile phone and and the production value of what he's creating is just phenomenal, right? You know, so he's in a fairly remote location. I'm pretty oh, sure I've seen
0: have you seen it's is just amazing
2: that the the visuals that he has of the coastline and the sunsets and the you know like it just takes you to a different place. He's a he's a young guy, you know. He's doing this thing with his mates, you know. And as I said, you know the 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 production cost is is fairly low, I would think. But the but the product is incredible, you know. And 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 look, one thing that I, I probably if we look at him, you know, he's. He probably didn't start out doing that great stuff. He probably didn't start out with a drone. He probably started out with a mobile phone and uh, and getting out on a on a jet ski or whatever. you know and, he, and he's now built it into this thing that, that' that's much bigger than what he started. you know if If I look back at the Tupperware experience, you know where, where did where did our move into digital come from? It came from the sales force. It came from the people who were selling Tupperware. You know, we, we'd had a long-held party model, you know, where, where everyone rocks up to someone's house and the consultant does demonstrations. You know, I think I think some of that had been changing for a while. I do think that we had people selling stuff on digital, but we were saying, no, you know, don't, don't do that, right? You know, and I think when, when needs must, you're forced to look at something else. And, you know, this is a, another probably good piece of advice. You know, the 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 strategy is probably closer than you think. You know what what really works to me is maybe not this, you know, this in-depth blue ocean, you know, like we're going for this massive new concept. Probably something fairly close to home, a little tweak to what you're doing, and you can have a you can have a, a really, you know, big success with it. So so look at our, you know, Tupperware as a people business. We have independent people at the at the core of our business. We, I guess, got out of their way and created digital tools relatively low cost. You know, in fact, initially we spent five grand on trying to reconfigure a, a system that we had. Five thousand dollars for your business to make it. Aussie, yeah, to change the to change the UX US, uh, US system on our consultant ordering platform you know and and then the you know they the growth started to explode you know it crossed over with covid it crossed over with people looking for it, earning opportunities and people being at home and wanting to cook so it you know we got there at the the right time but we you know we looked at what we had we looked at what people were doing and we you know we didn't have we couldn't get big approvals done or high cost stuff or great production value. So we just created, we did what we could, um, you know, and I think got out of people's way and it was, it was really, really, you know, really successful. So, so my advice in terms of digital is what I find and what we see all the time, you know, as I mentioned, Tupperware is a people centred business. It's, it's the people it's people doing what they do, probably having some fun with it, being passionate about the product, doing what they love. Online and in, on social media, that's the stuff that travels, right? All this glossy, high production value, you know. Yeah, look, I, I think it's you know good for branding, but in really, you know, in, in, terms, of, in terms of getting people through the door, in terms of people finding out what you're about and, and, and feeling as though your brand is relatable. Get on social media do some videos, get on social is, media yeah. and see how it goes. Get better over time. You know, add tools when you're getting some sales coming through the door. Whatever it may be, if you're advertising a printing business, a toy business, a a cafe, whatever it may be, you know, show your product online, you know, do it in a fun way. Be passionate about what you're doing. Not perfect, right? You don't have to be perfect. People, people, kind of, you know. I think people want to deal with people like them. And if we set set the bar too high, you know, you're turning off as many people as you are attracting. Yeah. So do what deal with what you've got, but be action focused. Yeah. You know, get out there and do something.
1: You know, you know. I don't know, Ned, and I, I want to ask you as well uh, what I read about Daniel yeah. here. Uh, and I could be biased because I know you through the study, you know, at Latrobe. And I, and I, from the leadership question to even when I try to bring the question into a very specific around business models, your business model into digital, you are very strong on three things take action, don't wait until everything looks like a diamond. People is the one who carry that action. So make sure we empower the people and do what you say you do and improve it daily. That, that, that's, that's what it's really come to me. And I think and I think if I look it from the lens of the audience, uh, I'm a children toy business that want to go out there and i making it homemade, homemade toy business. And if I don't just act and be passionate with enough, why? And if I wait until I have a website that look like, uh, you know, the most expensive, uh, the most successful company in the US that's selling toy, for example, it will take 150 years before I get there. But what you're saying is just go there with your mobile phone, trust your belief, talk to your network, starting with your neighbor families. That's the direct selling concept that we can apply Action, action, action! You don't have salespeople. We can use our families, our daughter, our husband, our uh, whatever, our wife, our things. That's what I learned. Now, what do you, what do you get from this, uh, this conversation so far? Uh, so far.
0: Look, I think you hit the nail on the head before, Gus, when you said um, leader talk was. You know, you didn't realize that um, live streaming didn't cost much. Um, You know, four weeks ago, Leader Talk didn't exist. Then, you know, this wonderful idea that took us four weeks to pull together, no one knew live streaming, you know, we didn't have high production, everyone on here is coming on for free, no one's making any money, we're giving back to small and medium business owners. That's clearly what we're doing. The fact that we were able to pull this together in such a short time, really the core thing in there, exactly what Daniel, you said, exactly Gus, what you said. It was the passion. The passion was the drive for us. We knew what we wanted and we just kept that passion alive and going and it didn't cost us much. It isn't a high production, although we look wonderful, you know, but we're getting the messages across. So as, as long as you've got that passion, you know, you will get there. There are ways around it. And Leader Talk is that perfect example yeah. for that. it. Four weeks ago, and we because, were there. Yeah, and it
1: resonates with me from everything that Daniel say about be brave, take the action, and and then yes. I have to yeah. uh, to say this, right? Uh, you put your hand up, the first one, not knowing what I will do, and I, to be honest, I don't know what I will do. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not Oprah, uh, and sorry, I love Oprah, but I'm not <laughs> opera. I'm, I'm not. Uh, but I don't know. But yet the amount and, and 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 us, us, the owner of small and medium business, any business, right? I'm not being disrespectful by size, mentioning size. It will be amazing when you try this. Try to ask for help. I don't have anything four weeks ago. We, Natalie, myself, and Jared don't have anything but ideas. It took me three years. Talking to so many people. Then you are the proof. How many times I talk to you about this. To Justin of Leminex, To John Anil of James Hardy, To, to a lot of people. I, I talk about this. Then. Daniel said to me. Jared said to Start with Jared Say to me. You know what guys. You talk about it so long. Let's just do it. And Daniel said. guys, you talk about it so long. I come for the first one. And guess what. I'm fully booked until end of November. On weekly basis. And you guys that is in challenge i believe this i truly believe this we understand yeah looking and, and challenges yeah and we, yeah yeah look i
2: agree you know you 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 proof of what's been said today and i and i think that things are you know i think it's a great start i think you've put some really good stuff together you've got a great schedule of speakers uh, coming up and i think things are going to get better and better and better and i uh, you know as each one goes you learn something new You know, hopefully the first one hasn't, you know, hopefully there's been some learning experiences with some tweaks to perhaps sort out, but but I do, you know, I think good on you. You know, this is is primarily, you know, one of the key pieces that I said, you know, Gus, I do have to disagree with one thing if people are waiting for things to be a diamond. It won't take 150 years. It will never happen because we <laughs> live in an imperfect world and it's about getting out there, doing it. And, and no,
1: no, that's what I I'm trying to say, by the way. I, I said, if we're waiting until sure, that minute, yeah. that's what I learned from you. And I totally agree with you. If I'm trying to make this live show, for example, uh, to look like a production, uh, well, I think it will be another 10 years before it starts. Right? So I, I totally agree with you, and I think that's a great advice for all of us.
2: Yeah, the, the beauty as well is that even if it's bad, you know, you're getting, you know, when you start off, you're getting yourself out there. You're going to get some people, you know, you might, gonna, you might make some sales, you know, you might have some kind of benefit. You might develop a relationship. If you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. So in direct sales, they always talk about earning whilst learning, And I think that that's an important uh, concept. You know, if you're doing it, you've got a a chance to earn and develop. If you're not doing anything,
1: you're not getting many benefits, right? And you know what, Danielle and Natalie, look at the time, exactly one hour. Uh, You know, at the start of the thing, um, I have a tendency to talk for three hours. I said, I want to do it in one hour and we're closing in one hour. uh, And on behalf of, Jared, the owner of Braniac, creating this platform for me at night. Natalie, uh, thank you so much. You know, uh, uh, you bring the best out of me. Dan, you are the first one here, successful business leader. Uh, tap away, thank you so much for allowing Daniel to share some insight. I really, I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, and all. I, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know, the small and medium business across the world will get some learning out of this. And like what you say, Natalie and I want to keep improving this. Uh, please check in. Uh, Brainiac will have a, uh, will develop a feedback session, a feedback comments so we can learn to improve. Uh, and once again, Daniel, thank you. And Natalie, uh, if you want to say something to Daniel too. Mm.
0: Yeah, look, thank you for your time, Daniel. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, for more information on Leader Talk and for some great resources to help your business grow, just check out brainiac.com.au. Bye everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. -bye. Thank
2: you. Been a pleasure. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Leader talk. Leader talk. Leadertalk. Leader talk. Leader talk. Leader talk.
1: Leader Talk Leader Talk